Thank you for that, choir. As we prepare to hear the resurrection account this day, let us pray. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your words be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, may your words be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. Amen. A reading from John 20, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been, that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I have a slight um, confession. I stole the title for my message today. I mean, not that it was a really hard one to come up with, but I did steal it. I was reading through different voices, um, sharing about the passage today, and one of them had this title, The End That Wasn't. And it just kind of held a lot of what I was feeling, or maybe needed to hear. So within this church family, over the past couple of weeks, we have gathered to remember individuals that we have lost. This time of year always reminds me of a tragic loss within this church family. And today, after worship, I'll catch a flight 
to go be present with a very close friend of mine, childhood friend of mine, whose father passed away, and we'll plan the service um, to remember his life. So maybe I needed a title that said um, the end that wasn't, but it was more than just holding the losses we have deeply felt. It was also holding the words we shared a few Sundays ago as we read the story of the raising of Lazarus found in John chapter 11. The story of the raising of Lazarus, the story of Easter morning of the empty tomb, the story of the end that wasn't proclaims to us that we have a story of life, a story that is a ringing affirmation of life in the face of death, a story that is about cultivating life, giving life, offering life. As James Cohn said in The Cross and the Lynching Tree, a book a few of us read through over Lent, he said, Jesus took a symbol of death and made it a symbol of life, of hope and salvation. Gathering in this space today as our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world also gather, we share the message of the end that wasn't. That we believe in a God who provides a way when there is no way. A God who can take our stuck places, our hopeless places, our places of despair, our decay, and make something other. Why do we believe this? Because Jesus took a symbol of death, a symbol meant to intimidate, to cause fear, to control, and made it a symbol of life, of hope, of salvation. That's the promise of Easter. As one theologian said, Resurrection Sunday represents renewal and revival. Those things that appear inconceivable can become plausible, and the unimaginable can become tenable. Those things we thought were dead brought back to life. Early on the first day of the week, Scripture says, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb. She comes to do the things that we do when it is the end. To acknowledge the loss, to say goodbye, to weep, to begin to process, to accept that um, it is the end. When she sees that the stone has been rolled away, she runs and tells the disciples they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid them. Of course this is what she thinks. Why would she not? This is what we would have thought. Why? Because this was the end. It was over. Jesus' life was over. It was the end, and we know what the end means. Now, I'm not real sure what's going on in the heads of Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. Not sure what they are thinking when they arrive or when they leave. We're just told that they come, they see, they believe. But we aren't really told what they believe. 
and then they return to their homes. It's a little anticlimactic, but maybe they too, even though they believe, still feel an ending, and they know what the end means. So they go home, leaving it all behind. But Mary, Mary, it says, stood weeping outside the tomb, and what happens next is hard for us to imagine or really understand, even though we gather in this space every year and proclaim this message, this story. Two angels appear, asking, why do you weep? Well, for one thing, I'm at a tomb, which represents the end of life for someone I love. It is the end. One weeps at the end, right? Then Jesus appears. Jesus speaks. Jesus sends. Mary Magdalene goes and shares, I have seen the Lord. This isn't the end at all. Well, it was the end, but the end has been redefined, reformatted. It doesn't mean what it used to mean. It's Resurrection Day, and Resurrection Day represents renewal and revival. Those things that appear inconceivable become plausible, and the unimaginable becomes tenable. Those things we thought were dead are brought back to life. There's lots of ways I hold this hope in a life of faith. I hold this hope now um, in the midst of so many lines in the sand, in our politics, in our churches, in our families, in our schools. Um, no room for discussion, no meeting in the middle. I hold this hope now in the midst of mass shootings that take the lives of our school children while our leadership delivers a message that appears to say nothing can be done. I hold this hope as my Mississippi neighbors and others across the southern United States continue to clean up after devastating tornadoes. I hold this hope as we continue to hear messages about climate change and the need to be better stewards of our planet. And most importantly, I hold this hope as I stand with loved ones in that sacred space between life and death as I grieve with those who have lost loved ones, as I hold close those who will be present this day with those nearing the end of life. The end that wasn't. If that isn't the Easter message, if that isn't Easter hope, I'm not sure what is. I want to share um, a couple pages from this book called Miracle Man, the Story of Jesus. And if you're looking for a good Easter book to give a child, this is one of my favorite. The pictures are great. But I just want to read you the last three lines, three pages. I think about this end that wasn't. So you've got Jesus here carrying his cross, and it says, The miracle man was sent to die. The disciples who just wanted to be called fishermen again were heartbroken. It seemed the miracles had come to an end. 
But God's son, the miracle man, had in store one last glorious miracle. This is the good news. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. <clears throat>